Hello, and welcome to Connecting. With Mike and Adrian. We will explore stories and personal experiences that have strengthened our connections in hopes that they strengthen yours. Hello, and welcome to Connecting with Mike and Adrian. We are your hosts, Adrian Olson and Mike Olson. And today we're going to start with a game. Well, kind of a game anyway. So we were thinking back to when we were kids and there were a lot of games that we would play. And one of the games was Truth or Dare or Two Truths and a Lie. And so today we're going to play that. We're going to start off the episode that way with Two Truths and a Lie. And Adrian and I are each going to go, but we're not going to tell you the answers. You've got to wait a week so you can guess and sit on it and go, hmm, which one is it? Which one is the lie? And then check our Facebook page in a week and uh, we'll post it out there and get it all sorted out. So, all right, so here we go. Here are my two truths and a lie in no particular order. All right. So first one is I rode in the back of a police car. Second one, I was the class president in high school. Third one, I was charged by a black bear. So try to guess and figure it out and check out Facebook in a week. What do you got? All right. Here are my two truths in a lie. Also in no particular order. Number one, I was on a swim team for two years. Number two. I studied abroad for a semester. Number three, I had seven stitches on my seventh birthday. Two truths and one lie. Hmm, which one is the lie? <laughs> Guess we'll have to wait a week and find out. Yeah. <laughs> so today's episode, we're talking about honesty uh, and truth telling is part of that. Um, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, growing up in California, I wanted to be cool. You know, want it to be accepted, want to, you know, want to do what the cool kids were doing, at least in, in my head. And I remember being out in the playground and it was a, a K through eight school. So we had like a wide variant of ages there. So heard all kinds of things on the playground, maybe shouldn't have heard in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, me wanting to be cool would pick up some of that language and do a little bit of swearing because, you know, swearing makes you tough. Swearing makes you cool. Mm. And uh, at least that's what I thought. And then uh, I'd get home and lo and behold, magically, my mom <laughs> knew. <laughs> so I'm Moms like, have eyes and ears on the backs of their heads and, and in the school everywhere. Right, right. You just can't get away. I'm like, she's like, did you do something today in the playground? And I'm like, hmm, you know, I couldn't think of what it could be. And and you really didn't know. I really she, didn't know that she knew. Yeah, I didn't know that she knew. And and then uh, you know, she baited me, and then she slowly threw it out there. And lo and behold, this girl in my class told her mom, who called my mom, and I was busted. <laughs> so, you know, there was no lying about that. I, right. Yep, I, I did do that. I mean, when we were talking about this as a possible topic for the podcast, I was like, wow, this might be super sensitive for people because honesty, well, like most concepts are on a sliding scale, right? And we mm -hmm. all have a different perspective on what is honest and right. true and what is a little not or a lot not. Like there is definitely some sort of comparative scale there. And I thought, boy, this is going to be uh, maybe a little touchy. But then it got me thinking, like, how did we learn about right. honesty growing up? It really made me stop and think. And I know for a fact that my parents 
always said, honesty is the best policy. Yep, heard that too. So like if you're having a discussion with them and they were asking a question, then they'd say, honesty is the best policy. And I don't really know, but like our little brains just automatically then connect that and think, oh, they're asking me right now if I'm bullface lying to them or if I'm going to like bite it and say the truth. So the indirect right? question, right? The, yeah. yeah, a little subversive, mm-hmm. a little uh, backdoor-ish right? kind of, which it, I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I feel like that's how I was parented. Like, oh, and, and honesty, by the way, honesty is the best policy. So think about your answer first. Right, chew on that. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, kind of that way. But also when I was growing up, My neighborhood was so busy with families about the same chapter of life. Mm -hmm. There were tons and tons of kids my age. Summer, we just played up and down the street, in our alleys, in each other's yards, everything. I also learned to be honest or to value honesty a little more because, well, like you said, your mom knew right away. In our neighborhood, oh, somebody's parent was going to just call your parent. Right. It didn't matter if you were a block over, what have you. Like there was no anonymity there. They they still were going to find out. So you might as well just fess up to it. Huh? Just be honest yeah. at the get go, because they were going to eventually find out. And it was more of that whole community raising everyone, and a little bit more shared community values, which I I feel like is maybe not the case now. You know, we, we, as much. we know our neighbors, but how well do we know them? You know, I mean, and as you get older and you, if you're not connected to the younger kids, maybe not as much, right? So, well, and definitely you're not going to be like, hey, don't drive your car. You know, you, right. uh, other people aren't yelling at our kids and, you know, yeah. and that kind of thing. Everybody stays just a little bit more in I, there. I think so. I, I think so. I think we're definitely. Like you parent parents. your kids, I'll parent mine kind of thing. And it was just a little, it was just a little bit different, just mm-hmm. a little notch over from that when we were kids and At least in our around. experience in our area. Maybe it's different, different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Right. So it, it made me think about that. And then I was also thinking about our kids growing up and boy, our oldest, Caleb was a super honest kid. Mm-hmm. Super honest. I don't know if it's firstborn or, you know, our parenting style or whatever, but we'd be at a little neighborhood playgroup or whatever. Some kid would start crying or whatever, and and then he'd say, he hit me, he hit me. And then I'd say, well, did you, Caleb, did you hit that kid with the truck? He just looked me right in the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't know to not tell me the truth. Right, which is great. It is great, but where do we learn to... N- not do that, you know. Right. How, how does that develop in us? Is, yeah. How does that get know? stronger? The lack, the lack of clarity, right? To to, to be less truthful. Where that to, line is. Yeah. Like, when am I just going to be full out honest, and when am I going to push it mm-hmm. a little bit? Stretch the truth a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. damp it down a little bit, tell part of the story. Yeah. I think, like a lot of our episodes, we've talked about the media and you know all those things. I think that also has effect on how kids learn to be honest or sure. not. They see it on TV. They see it in these sitcoms, right? And there's definitely a behavior being modeled there and perhaps not the one you want. Right. I remember one instance when one of our kids just wasn't being quite honest with me. And, and it was quite clear. You could tell they were covering it up. And I told him, I said, here's, here's the thing. I don't think that's quite right. You know, called him out on it, uh, could, could, you know, because 
definitely could tell that there was a lie being told or the truth being stretched. And but the message was was to our child was was this: if you tell me now, we can deal with it, we can work through it, we can problem solve. And if you don't tell me now, you can be anxious about it, worried about it, and then I'm going to find out anyway, and we're still going to have to deal with it. So far better to have a good relationship built on trust that you can trust me that we're going to work through this together and I'm not going to go crazy. Don't worry about me going crazy because of what you've done. Let's work towards a solution. So tell me the right. truth. I be think, honest. I think in any relationship, if we want to encourage to be honest with us, because yeah. let's just say it, honesty is really important in an adult relationship as sure, well. absolutely. Not just parenting. Yes. So if we want to have honesty in all of our relationships, we want to say, I'd rather hear the truth and we can work out whatever, just like that moment. Right, right. You've done something wrong. Just let's talk about it. Be honest. Don't hide it. Because it, it all comes out. It's all going to come out. You, you know, we're going to know that the, the truth gets out eventually, usually. I think honesty shows integrity. You know, when we are continually hearing something from someone and they come across as being honest, I think my perception of them, of their integrity, goes higher and higher and higher. Oh, that person's got a lot of integrity. Or, you know, in in the face of a difficult situation where you know that they could say something other and then they, in fact, speak the truth and they, they own it. They own whatever it is, whatever it was. I go, okay, maybe they made a wrong choice, maybe whatever, but they've got integrity because they, they, they talked about it. They were honest about the situation. I just value that highly. I think you hit on something also that this builds over time. Mm-hmm. As yeah. you have a relationship with someone, I can feel who I trust to tell me and bring me the truth. And who I'm not so sure about if they're going to actually be honest and open. Right, because you've you've accumulated this life experience. Yes. Yeah. And had that reflective time like, oh, they told me that that was indeed correct. Oh, they told me this. This was indeed correct. Right? <laughs> right, right. So you said, you know, it, it builds on trust. Mm-hmm. So that also builds in a relationship around honesty. And I also think... Um, vulnerability. Because in order to be honest and say hard things sometimes, we have to be vulnerable with people to also trust that they will take the truth, whatever it is, and Mm -hmm. be willing to um, hold hands and share the load and fix it or correct it or get past it together. Yeah, I think vulnerable is like a huge part of that. Because if you, I think you really nailed it. Because if you can't open up and you don't feel safe to open up to that, to, to show that and share that, maybe you're not going to. So yeah, it does take a lot of vulnerability. So I think good things to think about is how did you gain the value of honesty? Do you value it? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you on that scale? Is that a, a big, big deal breaker in your list of core values? Or is it down further and you don't really care so much about honesty? Like, do you think about it? Where did you learn it? How do you teach it to other people? Or what what piece of your relationships involve this concept of honesty and the other key concepts that support being an honest person? And how do we model and reinforce that in our relationships? 
so this next little segment, we thought, uh, you know, in my notes, I kind of wrote the word lying. And it doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> the, <laughs> the word. Uh, it's just a bad I, feeling. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, too, as a teacher and as a parent, I try to always frame it in the positive. Mm-hmm. But it really is doing a disservice to honesty to not talk about what it means when we're not honest, which is bottom line, call it what it is, it lying. Out. Yep. Right? If we're not being honest and truthful, we are telling a lie. Yeah. So this section makes me feel uncomfortable. It feels a little icky, but I think it's super, super important. I have noticed in my own personal life that I feel like I am seeing people in my circle not tell the truth all the time. And it even can be a well-intended kind of thing. But I just think, wow, do we need to be lying in this instance? I think that's why we wanted to talk about this, about honesty, because I'm just seeing it crop up more and more, pushing that boundary into what is acceptable lying. Mm -hmm. Right. The big gray zone there. Yeah. And it just, it feels uncomfortable. I mean, I know growing up, for sure, you lied or did not tell the truth if you're trying to get out of something. Right. To avoid a punishment, to avoid a conflict, yep. to avoid a confrontation. You, the list probably goes on and on. Yeah. Lying could possibly get you out of a situation. And so, therefore, whether you're backed into a corner, you choose it. Right. And I, I think lying to avoid conflict is a, a big one. I think that, you know, we who likes conflict? I mean, sometimes we like to have debates. I mean, discuss a topic, but that's that's different. Maybe you can say that turns into a conflict, but hopefully not. But to avoid trouble, yeah, I think lying is right up there as a, as a main reason. Well, and also when you tell a lie – doesn't it usually end up that you have to tell another one and another one? It kind of gets convoluted real fast. Right. It snowballs. It snowballs. <laughs> and you have to think, now, what did I say about that that I need to cover up, that I should say something else about? Right. Because oh, it, it continues. You have to remember. Continues. You have to remember real hard if you t- do not tell the truth. Yeah. And who did I say it to? And who did not hear that? Right. So you, you've got this this scorecard in your head that you have to keep. Let's see, who did I say this to? Who did I not say this to? What was the next thing I said to cover it up? And and did they hear that too? Or what about this person? And my gosh, my head is just getting messy as I think about all these little permutations that go out and, and you know, like the commercial and they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends or whatever. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, I, I know that there's this there's this topic called white lies. I don't exactly know the definition of what a white lie. It's supposed to be a harmless or trivial lie, something to avoid hurting someone's feelings. So, And this is subjective, right? Right. right. So number one, that's difficult because yes. everybody has a different... Yeah. Yeah. What you may consider white lie might be big to somebody else. And so under the category of white lies, I feel like I've noticed this a lot at work where people will say... Especially my previous job, my boss would say, oh, I'm expecting a call from so-and-so. Tell them I'm in a meeting. Yes. Yeah. And I just, 
it sounds terrible, but I, like that just felt wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like an unnecessary white lie. I don't know who it's protect. Maybe it was protecting my said boss because he then didn't have to speak to this person. But it's an uh, avoidance, right? It's, it's a it way is to an avoid. Av- yeah, it was an immediate avoidance. But I didn't like being asked to be the conveyor of this white lie. I think that is where I've noticed. (laughs) And and this is scaled up for me. And I just think just send an email and say you're unavailable or like you, you tell them you do. I think that, I think that's the key, right? Don't, don't make me do this thing that I'm uncomfortable with. Don't make me do the lie. Yeah. You want to lie. You lie. I'm not going to lie for you. Yes. And people are in meetings and that's a legitimate thing. I think that's absolutely fine to say if he really was in a meeting, but it was, I'm just telling this ahead of time that no matter when this person calls, tell them I'm in a meeting. Right. And aren't they going to call again? And, and, and it continues and it perpetuates? Yeah, I'm going to tell them 10 times that day that they're still in they're a meeting. They're still in a meeting? Yeah, it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense. Isn't it easier just to, you know, go, hey, they don't want to. Call you know, a different day or if they just say, I, I'm not interested. If they're still I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Is that in so hard? I'm not or, interested. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's difficult for me. These little, these little white lies. Now- some white lies are, we we say that's usually okay when it's like a birthday or a or Christmas or a Christmas present. present where you're like, don't tell, you know, because this is going to be a surprise, right? Or surprise party. It, we're gonna we're doing this, but really you're, we're taking you to a surprise party. So you do ask a, people to lie sometimes if they're confronted with that, but for on a sh- more short term basis, not a permanent. Yeah, and it's I think it's a different kind of thing. I think it's kind of I think that kind of white lie has got like its own little box, like a present, because it's like you're trying to do something good. You're not trying to do something bad. You're trying to do something good for somebody. It's a surprise. It's a gift. It's a, you know, want you to get the joy out of it. So we got to play this little ruse, you know? Yeah. But with these varying degrees, I'm just saying it's really difficult then to make a call and be like, oh, that's an honest statement and that's a lie to me. To me anyway, I find that a little bit difficult. And I think... Sometimes I notice and I wonder, do these people even know that they are lying? It right has that just become such a normal routine of part of their repertoire of answers for things or avoidance tactics, mm-hmm. you know, that they don't even realize that that is a lie yeah, and does it, it bother them? Right, because it keeps getting done over and over again. So. The more you do something, the more it's accepted. Yeah, the less it affects you. Right. The less, yeah, the less it. Uh, you have. Uh, well, I, don't, I can't think of the word. I didn't like broccoli till I was forty-five. I mean, you couldn't get me to broccoli. That's I had to, true. Over and over and over and over again, and I, I think lying in anything else. The more you do it, the more you get used to it, the less you notice it, the less you become sensitive. You become desensitized. That was, that that was the, the word. word I was looking desensitized. for. Desensitized. Yes. Yes. You become desensitized to it being a lie. And it, I think it makes us feel comfortable. And then we try to push it and say bigger and bigger lies or more and more costly to our relationship lies. Because that See didn't hurt. Me. What about this one? Mm-hmm. What can I get away with here? How far can I go? Yeah. And I think that leads to habitual lying then. The more you do it, the more you're likely to do it because we, you become comfortable with it. I even remember as a kid, knowing ki- classmates, that you just knew they never told you the truth. Yeah. You know, and we, 
I don't know if we knew the term habitual liar, but you're just like, right. well, that don't that don't even there. That person is just not even going to tell you the truth. Right. Yeah. You just knew it. Everything you say with a grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it really makes some people good liars. It reinforces the behavior. I think some people can lie to people's faces. Yeah, I think so too. And so where do we go with that as a society about being honest and teaching honesty and valuing it and encouraging lying? How do we break that? How how do we get out of this mold and saying that, you know, this is acceptable? I mean, we have to, we have to not accept it, right? in, In my place of work, people know that, that I would never do that. And because they've heard me call things out and, and be straight. And they've heard me, you know, encourage people to be honest. And so people don't push me that way. But at previous jobs, I've had that. I've had that pressure like you did too. And I'm like, nope, not doing it. Mm-mm, nope, no way. So, you know, I think if lies are being told to avoid something, you know, it keeps coming around. It it doesn't go away. It's not. Yeah, it'll it's not, circle back. Yeah, it's not permanent avoidance. So just say the thing, deal with the thing, own up to it, take care of it, and be done and move on. I mean, why keep going round and round and round and round? Because it's gonna keep going around. And then, and I think when we when we do these things, when when we lie and tell mistruths and you know, or or misleading, you know, maybe not full representative and. Uh, I think these things hurt our relationships. They certainly don't make them stronger. I mean, if if you don't trust me and I don't trust you, that's a tough relationship. We've we've got to figure out how to get past that so that we can trust each other. And trust takes time. You know, forgiveness is is key, but then you're always guarded, right? Until you have more time. Like you said, you build up your experience with someone and you're like, oh, this person feels more honest and trustworthy than that person based on my experience. But if somebody wants to change, then that takes time it, like it needs to be proven, right? You need to have those experiences. So, so it's really hard. Lying definitely hurts relationships. I was still just thinking back to that first section on how we learned about honesty, where our values and core concepts come from. And I was thinking about, I mean, us girls anyway, we had slumber parties all the time. And all we did was want to play truth or dare. Ah. And we'd sit around. I don't know if you've played truth or dare before, but you just sit around and then one by one, it's your turn. And then the group says to you, are you, do you want a truth or a dare? (laughs) And man, it was so fascinating whether you wanted to be risky in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. They're both a risk. They're right. So I think it was a way to find our boundaries and what we were comfortable with, but it also was building relationships with those friends, which is interesting. I wonder if we played truth or dare at work (laughs) or at church or at school, right? Truth or dare. And people got to ask you, you know, to tell the truth about something or dare you to do some uh, risky behavior, what, what would happen with that. But I think since probably the dawn of time, we have been fascinated with the concept of honesty and lying. Yeah, I think so too. Because that is 
you know, truth or dare when when they ask you that. And if you say the truth, it's it's your truth. And sometimes telling your truth can be hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your truth is painful, right? And maybe not you, what other people want to hear, right? Sometimes, yeah, and maybe not, yeah, and maybe that you wish you didn't have sometimes. And so, the the truth can be hard, but yeah, and and being true to yourself and true to the things that you believe, being honest with yourself and honest with those around you. Well, that starts your first relationship is really with yourself. Right. Right? Well, I mean, your parent, if you're a kid, but I mean, getting to know yourself and do we tell ourselves the truth about ourselves? Right. What is the story we're telling ourselves and trying to believe? And then how does that then reflect out on do we tell others the truth? Yeah. Yeah. I I think they're connected. I think so, too. I think so, too. And, you know. I feel better when I tell the truth to others because I hate to be lied to. It just, Mm -hmm. it hurts because I I, I just feel the relationship crumble. I'm like, ugh, you know, this is ugly. And so now I'm moving on, you know. So I just always want to speak the truth. And and I think in doing so, I think it's important to try to encourage those around us to speak the truth. I mean, that's something that I value, that, that honesty, that truth. And if someone is, I think, struggling with that or wanting to share, but maybe afraid to share, maybe they're afraid to share that truth or dare type type thought and to just, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm here. Whatever right. you're going to say. I think we need to be a safe space for people to come to with the truth. Yeah, right. Yeah, be open to it. Mm-hmm. Honesty, I think, always involves being trustworthy, loyal, fair, and sincere. I mean, I think those are genuine qualities with honesty. And so it's much more than just telling the truth. It's truth kind of permeates through all these different characteristics of how you relate to people, your loyalty. Is is it, are you being fair with them? Is someone being sincere with you? Are you being sincere with them? I, I think it's kind of a, it's almost like a bottom line thing or no, it's, it's really, it's a thread. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. It is a thread that goes through all of these actions, the things that I do, like how I interact with you or the things that I'm creating. Are they honest? Is it true? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, when you're, when you're in construction, you're looking for things to be plumb. You're looking for things to be square. My dad would often say, oh, is that true? And he's talking about how a board is. You know, he would cite a board and hold it up to his eye. Do they say go, that about an arrow too? Yeah, you want to shoot is your arrow. arrow true? Right, you're just going to shoot it. Is, it. is it true? Is it flying true? Is it flying straight? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, straight as an arrow, right? Yeah, another another statement. Analogy about telling truth about telling, telling or the, the value of being honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as my dad cited that board, we, you were looking for it to be cupped or twisted or warped or you know any other type of thing because you wanted the straightest board possible for whatever it is you were doing. I know that if you've gotten through your day and you've been fairly honest, you have a you. I sleep better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? So there's other vet types of value to being an honest person that you sleep with a clear conscience. Yeah, you right? do. Mm-hmm. Instead of that remembering, what did I say to whom and what kind of lie do I need to upkeep? That, right. That's is a that, lot of busy work. Yeah, is that keeping you up at night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it would. I mean, as I 
reflect back on youth going, oh, gosh, are they going to find out about this? That that would keep me up at night. Mm-hmm. I, I would definitely be worried about that. You know, I, I touched on this before. I think transparency is important. I think it leaks to that that sleeping well at night is to be able to, I think to have someone say, you know, I see right through you mm. is a good thing. It's usually used in a bad way. Like that means you're telling a lie and I've just figured you out. But I want to be transparent that you can see right through me, that I am not hiding anything from you. This, these are my truths. This is who I am. This is what I've said. And, and this is, this is what I've done, you know? And the other, the other saying that goes with that would like, if you're asking someone for the truth, if you suspect them of, of not being quite honest, what do you say? You say, come clean, come clean, which mm. means you're trying to invoke truth. You're trying to get that person to, to get it out and to, to say what, what is real and to not hide behind the lie. And I think those words are important. Come clean, clean. You know, it's kind of like transparent. It's like mm-hmm. there's no stains. I, I don't want to be stained with the things that I've said or the things that I've done. So I definitely want to be clean and I want to be transparent. And I think that when we are clear and transparent and honest with each other, I think that promotes an openness then between the people, between us and the people you're there. I think it empowers people around to do the same. And it enables us to maybe develop consistency in how we're presenting the facts and that we do these things over and over again so that it becomes a, a good pattern is to share and be honest and, and not a degrading pattern, right? Yeah. And, you know, truth and honesty and lies and not telling the truth are going to naturally unfold and develop in kids and people. So we should be intentional about how we feel about the concept of being honest. We should convey that to our circle, the value that we hold mm-hmm. to that, so that that develops the the way we want it to, rather than just... Being willy-nilly about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, monitoring, I think, the truth. Talking about it, mm-hmm. about like anything. I mean, this is a hard concept to talk about being honest and not being a liar. Right. And, and I think it's one thing to say, oh, be honest, be honest. But let's talk about why that's important, right? Back, back it up. Just don't push to say, hey, be honest. I'd really like you to be honest because this really – strengthens our relationship. I count on you being honest. I want to be honest with you. I think when we lay it out like that, I think it has more value instead of just placating with the words. Everybody can have a little bit more buy-in too yeah. to that and agree uh, an agreed stance on the value of honesty in a relationship. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. You know, I, I think we need to create that safe space. You mentioned that earlier to encourage this honesty. We're all going to make mistakes. I know I continue to make mistakes and I don't like it. I feel bad about it, but I know when I own up to it and come clean that I am indeed clean. Then I I've let it go. I've been able to move on. We're all human. Um, and being honest without the worry of punishment, I think is, is key. And, and how do we increase honesty within our relationships? How do we, how can we foster that? How can we look for that? Maybe, you know, when you notice someone uh, who's gone that extra step where you can see that maybe it's actually painting them to be honest, that you acknowledge that and say, you know, 
it looks like that might have been hard. And I really appreciate that. Reinforcing the behavior of honesty, I think, creates more honesty and becomes easier. And then it becomes easier to um, own up if you've been dishonest and want to mm-hmm. have that forgiveness or reparation in a relationship because we are human and we are broken and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things right. inadvertently that we don't mean to. And then to circle back like that is a little bit easier if you've set the tone of that in your relationship. Yeah, I think so. And to be able to wake up each day and go, okay, you know, I've made some mistakes in the past, but it's a new day. It's a fresh start. I'm going to pick up again. And today I'm going to push the needle a little bit farther in the honesty category or whatever, the truth or at telling, least be whatever, aware of be it. aware of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't even have to be a deep, huge commitment to truth saying. <laughs> right, right, right. Right? I mean, right, right. Just to, to become aware of it and conscious of if you are telling the truth or if you're saying a little white lie. Mm-hmm. Honesty is not just about telling the truth, however. I think it's about being real with yourself and others about who you are what you want, and what you need to live your most authentic life. And now it's time for Word of the Day with Mike. All right. I don't know this word, so here we go. Verisimilitude. I have never heard that word before. (laughs) Say it again. Verisimilitude. And this is uh, one of those words we had to look up the pronunciation tool because I'm like, I could guess at that, but I'm probably going to, you know, not do so well. So verisimilitude. And what that means is the quality or state of being verisimilar, the appearance of truth, probability, likelihood. So... May you be verisimilitude in the way that you present yourself. Have that appearance of truth. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this episode encourages you to explore ways to deepen and strengthen your relationships. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or listen to us on our website, connectingwithma.com. Remember to hit the like button and tell a friend.